Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Tuesday the 28th of September and as usual with all the information contained in this presentation it is general advice only so please do your own research contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights here if you need to you can pause the powerpoint slide here and if you're listening on a podcast head on over to our website marcustoday.com.au where you can read the disclaimer there and if you're not already a member of the great marcus today community you can sign up for a free two-week trial there all right, well, we had an interesting mixed session in the US last night. Bond yields through the roof, uh, certainly uh, the big consideration there. And we saw the skew tipping for the market between value and growth and tipping very much into the value side of the equation as opposed to the growth, which was suffering on the back of those higher bond yields. Spy futures showing a loss of 42 points, which was pretty much what we gained yesterday. So we're back to where we started, if that is to be believed. 73.11 on the spy futures. In international markets, we saw the Dow Jones. The Dow closed up 71 points, or 0.21%, 34,800 and 69. But the Nasdaq, with those growth stocks with the uh, the low yield competing against 10-year Treasury notes, uh, they fell 0.52%, or 78 points, to under 15,000, 14,970. The S&P 500, pretty much in the middle for diddle, down 12 points, or 0.28%. 4443, 4,443. And we did see a pickup last night in the VIX index, that volatility index, up 5.69% there. So expecting a little bit of weakness in our market today, although we may see commodity prices uh, help in the iron ore space at least. As far as other commodities go, uh, we had oil. Oil and energy very much in focus at the moment. We have uh, gas shortages, power cuts, power shortages in various countries around the world. The UK is experiencing fuel shortages, not just because of uh, gas prices going through the roof, but also because of lorry driver issues and supply chain issues with getting crude and oil to the petrol stations. So that's not a great look as we head into winter. And also China uh, clamping down on some of the industries that are high consumers of power as they are facing power shortages this winter and also coal shortages as well. So we have got Brent crude up 1.8%, $1.44 to 79.53. It looks as if it's going to bust through that $80 level. Some analysts talking about 90 bucks for Brent. WTI, more focused on the US, obviously, West Texas Intermediate, up 1.99% or $1.47 to 75.45. So the market will be looking for oil and gas plays today. The gold price, slightly higher, but only slightly 30 cents. Let's not even worry about that. 17.52. The iron ore price, though, has had a massive rebound from that $90 level, now up to 118.65. $8.50 or 7.7% higher. It does seem to be some restocking ahead of the Chinese week-long holiday and the season uh, that kicks off with that. The Aussie dollar slightly under pressure, 72.86. In other commodities, we saw copper pretty much unchanged. Nickel down 2.1%, aluminium down 1.4%, zinc down 1.1%, lead uh, surprisingly up 0.4% and tin got walloped last night on global growth fears down 4.6% tin being the primary 
commodity used in solder of circuit boards it used to be lead now it is zinc uh, tin rather so tin down 4.6% as a result in terms of some of the mining companies listed overseas we had freeport up 5.2% alcoa up 6.3 tech up 0.7% glencore up 1.8 and vale up 0.35 BHP and Rio both doing well as well in US dollar terms. Uh, BHP up around 1% and Rio up around 1.1% last night. Here you can see the S&P 500 uh, overnight and you can see it was a bit of a higgledy-piggledy kind of day closing at the end of the day down 0.28% but really a little bit directionless at the moment but very much dominated by those bond yields pushing higher with taper talk, interest rate talk in terms of rises sooner rather than later. Certainly that is the message coming out of Europe with the Bank of England and also Norway rose, ra raised their rates. So we are seeing a little bit of uh, caution creeping in to US markets. As far as the stories go, last night the bond yield spike spurs growth into valuation rotation. Interestingly as well, though, two Fed chiefs who have been in the news recently following embarrassing revelations about stock trading last year as the central bank battled COVID-19 are stepping down. Robert Kaplan and Rosengren are both leaving their posts as part of the Federal Reserve Board after those embarrassing revelations that they were uh, trading uh, although they were allowed to trade, in theory, uh, on the back of uh, some of the stuff coming out of the Federal Reserve. China is now the biggest risk for emerging markets, replacing the Fed's moves, apparently, according to some, and a slew of high-stakes deadlines. We've got the debt's roof. I was going to say ceiling, but it's not really a ceiling anymore. It's a debt roof. Uh, that's certainly going to be the focal point this week as we nudge up against that deadline. Expect a 11th hour uh, solution to that. Uh, China may be heading for a power supply shock. Apple and Tesla suppliers halt work. The Now the uh, the wait for an Apple 13 is the longest wait time out of any of their launches of products. And the Europe's energy crisis is coming to the rest of the world. Uh, it certainly is pushing up inflation in Europe and will hasten calls for rate rises and whether that transitory nature of inflation is more baked in. Certainly looking at the UK and Europe, uh, those rate uh, rises in gas and power pricing is having a big effect on industries passing on those price increases. Also, even in fertilizer, urea is costing more to produce because it requires quite a lot of energy and as a result will feed into the food chain. Um, and UK Prime Minister Johnson prepares to call in the army. It's also very 1970s, as panic buying drains petrol pumps and Chinese regulators ban crypto transactions. Apparently they mean it this time, but don't they always? What's on today in our market? We've got August retail sales. We're expecting a 1.8% drop month on month. And Chinese August industrial profits out as well. Front page of the AFR today could take the sting out of property market at least short term it might even take the sting out of the rising bank prices which saw a big rise yesterday commonwealth bank had a two and a half percent gain yesterday plus uh, josh frydenberg is looking at cracking down on home loan multiples some borrowers now borrowing more than six times their annual income 
to get loans. And Josh Frydenberg is worried that this is going to cause a potential problem when rates rise. Iron ore prices surging. Chinese buyers appear keen to bolster inventories ahead of that week-long national holiday. Interestingly, last night, the Consumer Staples Index surged 5%. The uh, week-long holiday in China uh, from National Day starts on October the 1st. And, of course, then it feeds into the retail season where you have the uh, November 11th Singles Day. Capacity utilisation rates of 247 blast furnaces at steel plants across China stood at 82.06% last week, down from 83.74%, but it has helped the iron ore price push up. Ten-year yields in overseas markets. The U.S. Went, nearly went through 1.5 last night. I think it got to 1.53, 1.49. Australia, 1.41. Germany, still negative 0.22. But even that has been moving up uh, from around negative 0.36 in recent weeks. Freehill says the M&A boom is just getting started. Public M&A deals totaled 44.4 billion across 57 deals. And in the AFR today, there's some details emerging of a competing bid for Afterpay and some hard negotiation by the founders of Afterpay to get Square to pay a higher price. PayPal was the supposed party that was looking at a bid for Afterpay. It may be that they search around for a consolation prize. And Woolies is expanding its product offering through its everyday market without the need for store presence. It's going to be doubling the amount of products that it actually offers for its online offering. And it's making their market, or the everyday market, available to third-party providers. This is a little like Amazon, slightly in reverse. And West Farm is expected to bid more for API. AGL could be set for a $500 million capital raise. They're talking to their debt funders, and they may need some short-term capital liquidity to satisfy the debt funders' requirements, hence the $500 million capital raise. Just as AGL was starting to turn the corner, maybe this could be the bottom for AGL with this capital raise if they do do it. And Virtus Health have potentially an ACCC issue with its purchase of Adora IVF acquisition. Question of the day today is Woolies, a new Amazon for Australia in reverse. Amazon, of course, started out selling books and other products and has moved into groceries, whereas Woolies is move is obviously a groceries business and it's now moving into other areas, healthcare and skincare and all those sorts of products that it will be offering on its everyday market. So is Woolies the new Amazon for Australia? That's it for me today. Thanks very much for listening. Head on over to our Facebook discussion group. We'd love to have your thoughts, ideas, and insights over there. It's a fantastic group, 3,500 members. Members helping members is the motto there. And if you're listening to this on a podcast or watching this on video and you're not yet a member of the Marcus Today community, not sure why not, what's stopping you? Head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website. You can sign up there for a free 14-day trial and you can see what we have to offer. That's it for me. Thanks very much for listening, and have a great session.